Hello everybody and welcome into episode number 274 of the Bible 2021 podcast. We are reading 1 John chapter 3 today and our focus is on what do we become when we die and what is a sign that we are saved and going to heaven. So our goal is to get you involved in daily Bible listening, hearing, following, and understanding. That's why we do this show every day, going through God's word chapter by chapter. Some days we're in the New Testament, some days we're in the Old Testament, and today we're in 1 John chapter 3. I want to remind you about our website. It's Bible 20. 2021.com. You can check out a transcript for pretty much every episode of the show there, 270-something and running. So let me open with an important verse today in 1 John chapter 3 that uh, we're not going to focus on, but is very crucial. It's uh, verse 8. The Son of God was revealed for this purpose, to destroy the devil's works. Now, over the years of this podcast, really dating back to last year's Bible reading podcast, several times we've talked about why did Jesus come? And the Bible tells us several reasons why Jesus came. To seek and save the lost, to die for our sins, to give abundant life. And here we see another one, to destroy the works of the devil. What in the world does that mean? What works of the devil? Well, I would say the primary work of the devil is probably in view here and probably some others too, where the word tells us that he comes to steal, kill, and destroy. And I think the primary work of the devil here is the fall of man in the Garden of Eden, recorded in Genesis 3, deceiving the woman into eating the forbidden fruit and thereby introducing sin and death into the world. Jesus has appeared to utterly destroy that and many other works of evil. Well, a big question today that our passage at least raises What do Christians become when they die? Well, I've heard it said over and over and over again when people die, they, quote, gained their wings. Ah, That's not really biblical at all for at least a couple of reasons. Number one, there's really, as we've mentioned before, no biblical indication that people become angels when, when they die. And number two, even if they did, It does not appear that angels have wings. We've also talked about that before. But Jesus mentions in Mark chapter 12, verse 25, talking about people after they die. He says, when they rise from the dead, they neither marry nor are given in marriage, but are like angels in heaven. And as for the dead being raised, haven't you read in the book of Moses in the passage about the burning bush, how God said to him, I am the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob. He is not the God of the dead, but of the living. Now, most scholars take this passage to mean that Christians, when they die, will not be married in heaven. He's, they don't take it that Jesus is saying that people become angels. That said, it could certainly mean that followers of Christ in heaven will be like angels in other ways, too. Well, that doesn't give us a lot of detail, though, so we'll ask the question again. What do people in heaven become? Well, 1 John 3 gives us an interesting Uh, at least the beginnings of an answer. Verse 2 says, Dear friends, we are God's children now, and what we will be has not yet been revealed. We know that when he appears, we will be like him, because we will see him as he is. So exactly what we will become has not been revealed, says John. And on the surface, that seems like very little information, but it actually tells us something really pretty big and important. God's children appear to become something different, maybe, after death. And that something, according to John, says, 
uh, what John says, will be like him. Well, what does that mean? How will we be like Jesus? Now, John doesn't specify, but maybe Paul, we can tag him in and he can give us a few clues in 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 35. Paul says, but someone will ask, how are the dead raised? What kind of body will they have when they come? You fool, what you sow does not come to life unless it dies. And as for what you sow, you're not sowing the body that will be, but only a seed, perhaps of wheat or another grain. But God gives it a body as he wants, and to each of the seeds its own body. Not all flesh is the same flesh. There is one flesh for humans, another for animals, another for birds, and another for flesh. There are heavenly bodies and earthly bodies, but the splendor of the heavenly bodies is different from that of the earthly ones. There is a splendor of the sun, another of the moon, and another of the stars. In fact, one star differs from another star in splendor, so it is with the resurrection of the dead. Sown in corruption, raised in incorruption. Sown in dishonor, raised in glory. Sown in weakness, raised in power. Sown a natural body, raised a spiritual body. If there is a natural body, there is also a spiritual body. So a Christian in heaven, I believe, taking from that passage after death, will have an incorruptible body, a glorious body, a powerful body, and most, maybe most important, a spiritual body. Perhaps it is in that sense, having an incorruptible, glorious, powerful, and spiritual body, that we will be somehow like the angels and somehow like Jesus. Well, next question. How can a Christian know whether or not they are saved and headed to that eternal life and that spiritual body we just discussed? Is it because we feel Jesus is living in our heart as the famous song, He Lives, testifies? Is that how we know we're Christians because we feel it? Well, I don't know about that, but I do know that John, in his inimitable way, is going to give us a very stark, very black and white test of whether or not we are saved by Jesus. It isn't the only indicator in the Bible, not even the only indicator in 1 John, but it is important. 1 John three fourteen and 15, John says, we know that we have passed from death to life because we love our brothers and sisters. The one who does not love remains in death. Everyone who hates his brother or sister is a murderer, and you know that no murderer has eternal life residing in him. So a sure sign of salvation is that we love our brothers and sisters. If we don't love fellow Christians, then we remain in death. Worse, if we hate fellow Christians, says John, who does not mince words, then that is the same as if we are murderers. Yeah, that's pretty stark, pretty in your face. Hate, hatred is not something benign, according to the Bible, but it is akin to murder. How do we practically show that we love our brothers and sisters? Well, John gives us at least one way in this passage, and he's going to expand on it in tomorrow's passage. First John three sixteen and 17 says, This is how we have come to know love. He laid down his life for us. We should also lay down our lives for our brothers and sisters. If anyone has this world's goods and sees a fellow believer in need but withholds compassion from him, how does God's love reside in him? Little children, let us not love in word or speech, but in action and in truth. What a challenge. And friends, it teaches us love is not a warm feeling. Love is not merely saying the words, I love you. Love, a biblical love, the kind that we're called to, is expressed in action and sacrifice in laying down our lives for each other and helping with needs. 
Well, let's go ahead and read the whole passage. 1 John chapter 3, verse 1. See what great love the Father has given us, that we should be called God's children. And we are. The reason the world does not know us is that it didn't know Him. Dear friends, we are God's children now, and what we will be has not yet been revealed. We know that when He appears, we will be like Him, because we will see Him as He is. And everyone who has this hope in Him purifies himself just as He is pure. Everyone who commits sin practices lawlessness, and sin is lawlessness. You know that He was revealed so that He might take away sins, and there's no sin in Him. Everyone who remains in him does not sin. Everyone who sins has not seen him or known him. Little children, let no one deceive you. The one who does what is right is righteous, just as he is righteous. The one who commits sin is of the devil, for the devil has sinned from the beginning. The Son of God was revealed for this purpose, to destroy the devil's works. Everyone who has been born of God does not sin because his seed remains in him. He is not able to sin because he has been born of God. This is how God's children and the children of the devil are become obvious. Whoever does not do what is right is not of God, especially the one who does not love his brother or sister. For this is the message you have heard from the beginning. We should love one another. Unlike Cain, who was of the evil one and murdered his brother, and why did he murder him? Because his deeds were evil and his brothers were righteous. Do not be surprised, brothers and sisters, if the world hates you. We know that we have passed from death to life because we love our brothers and sisters. The one who does not love remains in death. Everyone who hates his brother or sister is a murderer, and you know that no murderer has eternal life residing in him. This is how we have come to know love. He laid down his life for us. We should also lay down our lives for our brothers and sisters. If anyone has this world's goods and sees a fellow believer in need but withholds compassion from him, how does God's love reside in him? Little children, let us not love in word or speech, but in actions and in truth. This is how we will know that we belong to the truth and will reassure our hearts before him whenever our hearts condemn us, for God is greater than our hearts and he knows all things. Dear friends, If our hearts don't condemn us, we have confidence before God and receive whatever we ask from Him because we keep His commands and do what is pleasing in His sight. Now this is His command, that we believe in the name of His Son, Jesus Christ, and love one another as He commanded us. The one who keeps His commands remains in Him and He in Him, and the way we know that He remains in us is from the Spirit He has given us. Amen. Well, friends, we will close with our Bible passage of the month, which is 1 John 4, 7, and 8. We will say it every day, Lord willing, in October so that we can memorize it. This is one of my favorite passages in Scripture, and I learned it by a song early in life. 1 John 4, 7, 8. Dear friends, let us love one another, because love is from God, and everyone who loves has been born of God and knows God. The one who does not love does not know God because God is love. Well, amen. Good day to you, friends, and Godspeed.